Good morning. Good morning, sir. That's bright and happy, isn't it? Depends on what side of the bed. I don't think so. <laughs> Love being around people that are happy. Um, what, what, what about the guys with the beards out of New Orleans? Yeah. Got a papa. Happy, happy, happy. And, um, you know, some things just tickle you. It's just, just people who's, um, they, 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 they carry more, more than just burdens, but, but they found that Jesus makes their burdens light. Um, it's just it's a wonderful thing to be with you, Ames, as well, and Providence, and just the different ones who visit. We will honor you as well, and we're, we're thankful to be here. And um, what, what I found is, is that there's uh, many times there's stories in, in every man and woman's life, and your stories are, originate oftentimes by your faith and, and, and to believe in the stands, and, and there's times when your faith is tested. Uh, proven, um, and sometimes we were weary, and we would just want to find God. We just take away the burden of being tested. Why, why, why the test? Why the proving grounds? And so many things that we have are questions, and, and God's faithful to, to absolutely to answer them. Uh, not always the way we thought He would answer it, but but and there's trials, uh, trials of testing, and, but. Um, Obviously, there, there, there's, there's things that, that God has for us that we won't live in remorse of the past, but, but it gives us hope for the future, for the present, for things that are coming. Um, and lot, there's times when we don't see an end to the trial. It's like God, it's like a circle. You know, the, the enemy circled around me. I, I, I don't see any ins and outs about it. Uh, it, it seems like, like whether they... Um, Drank coffee back then or not, we, we, we see a picture of, of the prophet. He's awakening to his servant's voice. Thank you very much. Servant, I, I throw coffee in. It's just like, like I know it's biblical in proportions, Hebrews, and obviously there, there must be. But they wake up and, and, and he says, we're surrounded. And I, I love the response because God's opened up the papa's eyes, the prophet's eyes, and he, and he speaks to the heart and he, because he hears the concern. We're surrounded. They've come to take us. And, he's, and he just asks the Lord, Lord, will you open his eyes? It's tremendous when your eyes are open and you see that there are, that there are more that are for you than that are against you. And here's armies of calamity that would take you out. And yet there's a confidence when you see. But what about when you don't see? When you can't see it right there? Gideon, he's, he's got a match. Uh, uh, it's, it's like like a match of expectancy. He's got a call that, that God has absolutely proven, tested, and, and he's proven the Lord. Is, is it right? Um, he's throwing a fleece out. God's giving him a call. You're going to lead. You're going to lead the nation into a battle right there. And who am I? We, we've been taken from. We've been stolen. Uh, we're, we're in a time to where we, we have to hide to, to, to literally to preserve our crops. We're living in caves and the army is coming without numbers. He talked about the camels. I mean, just it's without numbers. And the Lord calls a man, a man, and says, you're it. It's not like tag, you're it, but you're it. You're, you're the man, and I've called you. And the Lord begins to build his confidence that I've called you for this hour to stand and to be a deliverer in the nation. God, who am I? I mean, don't you know from, from what my background, no pedigree, so to say, and this is who I am. I mean, I'm just a regular Joe. And, and yet you're saying there's a high calling of God in my life. And, and God, you say, 
but, but yet what we have oftentimes is confidence when there's numbers, but is your confidence still there when there's few numbers? And what we see is, is that there's an army that comes with him. And, and God brings an army for Gideon. And the Lord takes him to the proving grounds, the testing ground. Never liked tests. I mean, it's like, God, well, I have a test. But oftentimes you find out, well, this is what you know. Uh, the, the teacher knows a little bit more than what I know. But yet, yet the, the teacher wants to bring in that knowledge to where you can have an understanding and that you can pass the test. They'll, they'll work with you to pass the test. And the Lord has given us his Holy Spirit to pass the test. And yet in the trial of, of Gideon right there, there's another test coming to him. The Lord's saying, divide the armies. Well, well, God, don't you know? I mean, how would your conversation be in this test? God, we're good with numbers. Uh, I mean, we're real good as long as I can see the numbers. But when I don't see the numbers, God, I'm looking for a retreat. I mean, Miami, by the way. I mean, you know, I don't want to be here for this battle. I, I don't want to have that kind of a retreat. But, but yet, the Lord begins to take the numbers, and he says, I want to prove who I am. I want to prove to you, and I believe that even here, for each one of us, the Lord wants to prove who I am is. <laughs> In proper English, but he is I am. He is the I am. I am Alpha. I am Omega. I am beginning. I am ending. And he quiets his spirit down. Am I going out? Do yeah. I need this? All right, this one's a good one. And this one's coming. All right, hang on one second. What kind of battery do you use? I don't. I just, I just receive what I receive. <laughs> <laughs> I hope I'm ever ready. Like a, Brother, did you want this thing? Huh? Is it working now? I don't know. Is that one? No, it's not working. It's not? Okay. We're going to bail out of that. Excuse me. It's going to be okay. It's all good. It's okay. It's that good, brother. How do we open this? Would you use that one? I'm good. Here, I'll let you have that. That's... That's our sound man. So I, I think he knows where it comes from. He'll take care of that, and it's all good. I, I like that. I mean, that's real biblical. All good. I'm sure it is. It's better when it's when you just take out one one of the O's out, and it's just all God. It's better than all good. But here we are in a test. Here we are in the proving, and and. It's great whenever somebody else is on the front lines and you get to sit back there and watch whatever they're going through. They're squirming, they're testing, and they're proving. It's until it comes to your house, until it comes to your home, or even if it comes to your nation. You know, guys and gals, I mean, from our youngest to our eldest right there, there's proving and testing in our nation. Uh, a lot of times we don't realize, maybe from a younger perspective, of what's going on in the nation. But, but yet, our nation is going through a time of testing, turmoil, and turbulence. Uh, their things are, are being not just tightened up, but, but, but we're finding that, that the enemy is trying to strip us of the God in who we trust. They printed it on our dollar bills, but they didn't believe it. And many, they've coveted that dollar, but they didn't covet that God, the God of creation. But our God is not just bound on a dollar bill or any amount of, of, of monetary. Oftentimes we find this is what I trust in, and the Lord says, I want to see if you trust in me if you don't have that dollar in your pocket. Five dollar, whatever. I mean, 
trust me, Gideon, when I begin to take the numbers of the men that are with you and I begin to slash the numbers and I bring it from the thousands down to the hundreds and I bring it down even farther to where it's only a handful. And I've got a company, by the way, and my company is Faith, and you're invited to this party, Gideon. And I'm going to show you how to do it to where I'm going to do it. The way you're going to do it is trust me. You're going to trust me to see the Lord God move in the midst of you. And I believe tonight is, is a similar. It's a day of our life that just doesn't just pass away. But there, there will be trials. We testified to the, to the ladies uh, gathering here, with, with Ames included as, as well. One of the tests that, that we'd had was, was with our vehicle. I mean, it, it, was, it was tremendous. I went to the, um, we had a, a light come out, come on. Georgette was taking our, my son to the school, driving down the road, and all of a sudden the acceleration light comes on, the engine light comes on, and there's a de-acceleration, de and can't accelerate, so she can go about 30 miles an hour, turns around, calls me up, says, get the truck ready, <laughs> go unload the truck right there, I, I forgot to take the truck, I mean, she doesn't like the truck, the truck is, is it's, it's got its own originality to it right there. <laughs> That word is rough. I mean, it's not Chevrolet. It's, it's Chevrolet rough. But um, if you can understand that, you know, I, I, I can work, work with, the, with the quirks about it, roll down the window, reach outside, and open the door. I mean, it's just like, is there a problem? I mean, it's a truck. I mean, it's all good. Why do I need a handle? I don't know. It's all good. It runs. I mean, I don't know if you've got to take two feet to push the gas pedal down. It's a truck. Anyway, just, she comes driving in right there, and, and so I take it to the mechanic. We've got a we've got a great guy. He's just a he's just a kind of a, a back back uh, back alley kind of a guy, um, a, you know, shade tree type guy. But he's but he, he came out. He he's absolutely has a. I'll use pedigree of a list of, of of what he's doing. He just likes to taste a little bit. He tastes of, of a different vine, you know, but he's just a good old boy, a good old boy. And, and several times I've, I've utilized this guy and I just talked to him about Jesus. I mean, he just, he knows about the Lord, but, but sometimes God wants to bring you to where you can experience the Lord in a different manner. I told him, I said, you know, he's sitting in, in, in the car and I said, Oh, Georgette, she drove it back here, and, and, and the engine de-accelerated, de and, um, and I, I hopped in the car, and it just seemed to drive fine, but I've got an engine light on, and why don't you check this thing out? Let's see what's going on. We had replaced this part that had been about $300-plus, and it's more than what I want to pay right now, but, but we'd had it, but we didn't go to the old mechanic. I came to this man. It's like, like sometimes God just says, you know, this is the avenue I want you to go. He's in there, and he's putting his test into it right there, all his equipment. And while, while we're looking at it, the light goes out where there's a test, where we're, a test light that, that, you know, your engine is there. It goes out, and, and, and he's just steadily studying this thing, pushing in, pushing down the buttons, looking. He said, I've never seen anything like it. And while he's doing this right there, see... It drove just fine for me. She had a battle coming over here. And, and we started I was telling them, just like I talked to, to most anybody, well, not everybody, but I, I said, you know, we've been in spiritual warfare. Uh, what's spiritual warfare? We've been fighting a battle, and it belongs to the Lord. Yeah, I've been praying over this car. 
It's a, it's, it's a car. It's not a person. It's a car. I said, yeah, I'm praying over the car right there. And, and, and God's taking care of it. That's why. And he's going, I've never seen anything like this. You know, my, 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 my instrument says there's nothing wrong with it. And I saw the light on. The light doesn't come on unless there's something wrong with it. That's simple. I said, by the way, why don't you fix my window over here? And uh, many, some of you guys heard this earlier right there. But he's going through, through the whole test, takes the door panel off, goes through it. He's pressing buttons, everything. It hadn't worked. I know it doesn't work, but he wants to determine, is it the motor or is it this panel? He determines. He says, definitely will not work. Press a button. And so we've been having to go drive-throughs or whatever and open the door again so we can talk. Sorry, window doesn't work, doesn't come down. Well, he goes through all the things, and, and it says, well, we've proven it out. You need to get a panel. It needs fixing. That's southern for fixing. Anyway, so we, we need to get this part fixed, and it's going to be a few, you know, over $100 for that. And it's like, I can get the part. Just show me what to plug in. And it's just a plug-in port and already deassembled de where, I mean, where I can just go. Well, he reassembles everything, and as I'm driving down the road, I hit the button by accident trying to roll down the windows. And I, and I hit that window, the window that hasn't worked, and it works. And, and I'm watching the Lord take care of window, take care of car, but, but yet here it comes again. Do you remember that David, when he fought Goliath, it was a test, and yet God had called him as, as a soldier. But he's going to be more than just a soldier. He's going to be a warrior that's going to turn to an ambassador, an ambassador as a king. God's training this young man to even walk, but he's going to wade through a giant, and it's the beginning. He had testing with the bear, the lion, and, and we'll see that there will be battles with father-in-law. Hello? There will be times of testing, proving. But yet David's got a battle, but when he fights Goliath, I mean, with Sunday school on, we know about Goliath. Big guy, over nine feet tall, big giant, comes against him. He's prophesying against him. David takes his head off. Just we're going to shorten the story. Takes his head off right there. But later on, there's going to be a new sword. Out of the family of the giants is going to come a new sword against David. Another battle, another plan. It's later in life. Later in life, David about loses his life as he's fighting this particular battle with one of the giants who had a new sword formed against him. Made a new sword, came against David. All I have to say this is that yesterday, you know, we go and we're visiting some friends. We're driving back, and as soon as we're, you know, we're getting down, down the road, and the very thing that, that we had testified about, our engine light comes on. Our engine goes down. We can only go 30 miles an hour. We're decelerating right there. And this is the very thing that we testified about. We're out, you know, we're, we're out, in, uh, out, out on the coastal region. There's no mechanics out in this area. I call up our friend. Uh, you guys know Keith, 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 Keith Winston, uh, Morgan, excuse me. And, and we call up, call up Keith. And I said, Keith, you know, we were at his house. We were just circling around. Keith, we're coming back because I, I'm just going to come. I want to be in a safe place where I can just turn this thing off. And that's all I wanted. To, I, I just wanted to turn it off uh, and, and just know, hey, we're stable here. You know, just trying to keep the engine revved up and, and, and idle. We go there and we turn it off and we just walk away for, for a minute right there. We pray. We get back in. We crank it up and we drive back down to the coast. But, but there was a testing. The test light is on. <laughs> but, but, but when we turn it back on, the light's still there. But, but the deacceleration that's written there, it's not there. So we drive on, and we're going through a test. 
Why the test? Why the proving? And why, why me? Why not somebody else? I mean, you took care of it, but did you believe me for, for what I told you? Yes, but I'm tested in it, and I'm tested once again. Do you like it? No. <laughs> no, I, I don't like a test. But, but yet what I see is, is that the Lord, he knows who you are. And that word I, I just keep hearing is, will you believe me when you don't see me? See, I've got to see you to believe you. <laughs> i got to see you, Jesus, to believe you. But I never saw him, and I received you in my heart. I believe you, and I receive you. Can you believe the, that name that they want to take out of your schools? They want to take that name. Uh, they don't, you can say any other God, but don't, don't talk about Jesus Christ. We don't want God. And you can speak about Buddha. You can speak about any other religion, but don't utilize a name. Is it just a name, or it is the name? of our Lord Jesus Christ. The enemy tried to put a grave that was held down but couldn't shut down. The enemy couldn't shut down the grave. It was sealed. It had guards, but they couldn't shut down what God's doing. God's breaking out a generation that believes God, trusts God. Though we didn't see him, it's honor to you as a generation of faith. Our God's faithful. Faithful when I don't see it. Faithful even whenever it's broke. What about good things? Why do, why do bad things happen to good people? Why does the rain fall on the just and on the unjust? God's merciful. A lot of whys and sometimes few answers. We were coming back. We had been up in the Minnesota area, and I get a phone call. And, you know, we've got the cell phone technology, and you can either answer the phone or just put it let on, pass on by. But it's got that ID, and it's just like, I can see who it is. And I got a phone call comes in right there, and it's like test proving ground right there. And I just felt like the Lord said, you know, I, I'm busy. I'm right in, in, in the middle of, of, of stuff. Sometimes it's just, it's just stuff. But, but yet I take the call, and it's my sister-in-law. She's frantic, and she's screaming. She, she's not in control. Her emotions are to a high, and it, it's not happy. She said, Jackson has just drowned. Johnny, pray for him. That was the word I get. I chose to answer a telephone call, and it's not the phone call I want to get. Jackson's just drowned. She called me before she called 911. Our family, that's part of our family. They don't know the Lord the way we do, but they know, Johnny, you minister. Johnny, you are the 911. We don't need men. We need an answer from God right now, and we're using you. This is the hotline I'm choosing. I'm choosing you because you're not just my brother-in-law, but you're one that's an ambassador. I see Christ in you. I see the hope where there's no hope right there, and we get the phone call right there, and we begin to, to pray. I'm up in Minnesota. I'm not at home. I can't intervene. I can't walk in. I can't be big brother in, in, in a situation in my family. I, I, but there's times when the Lord, he'll just extract you, pull you out, because there's a different training ground, a different training ground for a different generation. And part of what we've been training, and, and I'm not saying so much training, but, but yet we've been reading the word about, Lord, what do we say? What, what do we do in that hour when we don't know what to say? And he said, be confident. Think not what you'll say. He said, I'll give you that word in the last hour. And, and I believe that there's times he's going to take us, you know, places of authority. 
my eldest son, he calls me up and says, Dad, what do I do? And I said, son, I said, the Lord, he's been teaching us. I mean, he's just been showing us his word. Go in and pray and ask the Lord that he'd raise him from the dead. I believe his scripture. I believe his gospel. I believe his word. He goes in and he prays, and I get the call back. You know, nothing's happened. We're, you know, we're, we're, we're looking. The doctor comes out. You know, family's gathered in there, and, and the physician comes in and, and says, we don't believe he's going to make it through the night. And Jackson, Jackson had had, had the the story was this: with Jackson was was at or at the swimming pool. Jackson was a little guy. How old was Jackson? Be four years old. Jackson was four, and and they put a life jacket on Jackson, had him covered, everything was covered, and Jackson was around the pool. Somehow Jackson got that life the life jacket off, and and his his granddaddy was was working by the pool right there. And the next thing he looked, Jackson was upside down in the pool, and he began to administer CPR. He jumps in into the waters and dragged him. Didn't see it coming. Didn't know it. Didn't see it coming. But all of a sudden, we've got a fight, and we've got a battle. And the Lord is teaching us how to fight. Don't want to fight in this one. But, but yet, everything inside of you is, is it's time to fight. It's time to take up your armor. It's time to take up your sword. Time to take up your faith. When you don't see it, God, what are we going to do? Again, chat. He's my eldest. Chad works with me in, in, in the word, in, in the prophetic, and, and in, in that realm of faith that, that, that we walk in. And, and as, again, Chad, Chad, pray. Chad's praying. He said, he gave a call back. He said, the physician came out, gave a word. Jackson won't make it through the night. The next day, they're there at the hospital, Georgia. There, I mean, family. We've got churches all over. The hotlines going, prayers going out throughout. I mean, it's 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 going out beyond just just a small nucleus. God's beginning to spread the word, and people are involved. I'm up in Minnesota. We've got a men's conference going. They're they're praying. We've we've got we, we, we're seeding it with heaven before the Lord. Jackson's name is not unfamiliar, but his name is before heaven. We're not just whispering a word, but we're calling out his name to the God who lives, the God who sustains life. We're in the test, we're in a proving time, but yet what we see again, next morning comes up, the physician comes out and he says, Jackson's made it through the night. We didn't think he would even make it through the night. Tested him a little bit more and said, Jackson, Jackson is going to live, but Jackson is going to be a vegetable. And we'd had one word already that he wasn't going to live. And now we've made it this far, but it's like, well, do we believe this part or do we stand? We've got started taking ground and we were encouraged. Knowing it's a battle right there, it's like an upward drive and you got to put it in four-wheel drive to try to get up a mountain. We're trying to take back, take back our land that's been stolen from us. This is life and this is breath. And it's that serious to where, you know, life and breath is in the power of the tongue. I mean, there's times that there's life and death is in the power of the tongue. tongue. But there's times when it's like life, and I feel like there's just life and breath. God, I, I don't know if I've got life left in me, but I'm breathing. And I know that God was sustaining us to believe him. We're going through the night, and, and it's, it's, it's like, Father, we, we thank you. We be, we're rejoicing that we have a greater answer than what, what we had before. They came in that night, and the following, even the following evening, right there, Georgette calls me back up in the later afternoon and said, "Jackson is in heaven." It took our breath away from us because we were gaining ground on a battle that's life and death. This is a baby, and and I've 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 been around loss of life, but but this little guy grabbed a hold of my heart, 
because of his innocence. And, and, and who is he? A mama. You know, I got a grandmama. I've, I've got my niece crying out. And we got family. We had people coming in and said, he's going to live, he's going to live. And now we've got the word, Jackson's in heaven. And that shakes my boat. It shakes my life. It shakes the core of who I am. I believe you, God. And we're seeing, but, but, but God, why the loss? And why this on our watch? Again, you go through everything that's inside of you, trying to think and figure it out. You know the Word, and the Lord's been teaching you, and here's a test, a test of our life. And, and, and now what do you say? We're, we're flying back now from Minnesota, and, and I'm, I'm with one of our elders that, that's in our church. I'm not the pastor. I'm, I'm, I relate with our church. We have a great relationship going in. We're flying back, and um, he and I together. And he says, you know, he turns to me and says, Johnny, he said, I, I just wish that we could win a few of these battles. And, and uh, um, I'm still, uh, my, my place is like this. I feel like I've been gut punched. And, and, and when I heard the word, I just felt like, like I'm just leaning forward. But I felt like my Lord, our Lord, our Lord Jesus was standing there, and I hit his chest. And I just felt like I just, I can't go, I can't breathe because we've lost a baby that we know, it's our family, it's flesh and blood, it's not somebody else's battle, it's ours. It's where we're living at. And we go in, Georgette picks me up at, at, at there, and, and I ask Mike, I said, Mike, will you go in with me and, and pray? Pray for the child. I, I believe God raises the dead. I, I believe it. And, and we're pushing forward, even though everything's pulled. They've got monitors keeping him, just keeping breath, keeping his oxygenating, and, and just because they're going to give body parts uh, to, to others. I mean, I'm sorry, it's, but it is. Um, so, so they're keeping him. We, we fly in, and, and we, we take in. We walk into to the, the room. And uh, my niece, uh, she's, she's there with her baby. And, uh, it's, it's breaking your ground. It's breaking your heart. But yet, it's, it's like, can I pray where there's no life? Can I pray still when I don't see it? And uh, it, it's not to take away from anybody else's ours. We join together. And the Bible says one can put a 1,000 to flight, but two can put 10,000 to flight. The strength when we come into unity right there, it's powerful. It, it, it becomes family. And you have your own family, but our family gets enlarged hugely right there when there's a test that goes on right there. We find out that, that people who don't even know you, they're coming into the room, and they become an alibi. They, 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 come, they become a fortress. They become strength when you have no strength. And we knew that the presence of God was there, and there was no strength, little breath, and there's frustration. There's tears going on. My brother-in-law right there, they're, they're, about to, they're about to commit him because he's blaming himself because it was on his watch. He doesn't know the Lord, and he's putting his fist through walls, and why, why not me? All the questions are, why not me? It should have been me, but, but yet, here we stand. Grab the, grab the child's hand, and, and, and I'm asking the Lord, and, and I believe I hear the Lord's voice. I, I, I believe that, that I hear it, hear him. He says, he says, my sheep know my voice. And I asked the Lord, I said, Lord, I said, would you please bring Jackson's life, would you bring his breath, would you bring Jackson back into his body? Jackson wasn't there. And I felt so strongly that I heard the Lord speak. And he said these words, he says, Jackson is with me, and I present him to the Father. And I heard that, and it took me, and it's like, Lord, I hear you, but I felt press again. 
And I did. I asked the Lord a second time. I heard what he said, but I pushed time, and, and, and I felt what I heard again the Lord say. And he said it emphatically, but he said it with a strength of authority. He said, Jackson is with me, and I present him to the Father. I knew Jackson wasn't coming back. I knew I'd heard the Father. But after I heard that, the Lord began to speak a word to me. He said, though he's not coming back, he said, Johnny, he said, I don't want you to stop from what I've called you to do. He said, you go to the dead and you call them back to life. You go, you go, you go, you go. And yet my wise are this, but I found we would find something that would become even more unique right there, that God was doing something larger because this part of our family doesn't walk with the Lord. It's like, God, we've been divided in the family. And it wasn't that the child's a sacrifice, but the child redeems him and he holds a baby in his arms. There's life in heaven. This child stands in heaven. One of our elders' wives, Georgette and I, were standing up Sunday morning and she begins, she whispers a vision that God gave to her. And while we're standing there right there, she said, she said, we as a lady, she said, we were praying. We were praying in the house. When we got the word, we began to pray. And she said, I, I had a vision. She said, I saw a child step out and, and we, there was a lake in front of them and there was a, a setting of woods. She said, I saw a child step out and the child stepped out right there and she said, I just, I said, I knew it was Jackson. It was like an older looking child, but she said, I knew it was, it was Jackson. I, I, and she said, I knew immediately that, that when he stood out, his face wasn't smiling, but yet it was, it was like she knew that to pray for the granddaddy. It was like the attention was, I knew that I knew that, that it was to pray. He steps back, and, and, and she begins to pray for my brother-in-law. The child, the picture of this young man, steps back in front of her again, and he's got a smile on his face. And he steps back out of the picture right there. And all that was an embrace. It was a vision, but, but yet knowing, God, you're touching our family. Jackson is in heaven, but there's something more that's about to happen. There's a framework that God begins to lay down, a structure and a foundation. And, and it's okay. I can follow the framework. I can see the structure but sometimes I couldn't see the answer of what God was doing. Nor could we. There's times when God, he'll hold back and he'll hide from even from what we want. Sometimes he's holding back, not my will, but thy will be done. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. I like it when my will's done. I, I like that. But when the Father says, I want my will, I want my will to be done. God, I can't see what it looks like. But in this time, we find a young man that had been, that had been talking with Jackson. Jackson was going to a, to a school, and they'd sent him to a Christian school. Jackson's just a little guy right there, but this young man, he took a delight in him, and he says, I, I, I'd, like, I'd like to do the funeral for you. My family's there, and, and there's a word that we felt the Lord had given to us, and, and the word was this. It was from what David said. David said that when he had a loss of child, David said this. He said, I can't go to the child. 
He said, he said he, excuse me, he said, the child can't come to me, but I can go to him. And it was like, like he's, and the pastor gets up there and he repeats the same words. He said, he said, the child can't come here, but we can go there. And, and the family, we begin to hear it. And, and, and he said, I've never done this before. He said, but do you want to see Jackson? And it wasn't like, like we're going to put up a poster and we're going to have, a, have this entourage. But, but if you want to see Jackson... If you want to see Jackson in heaven, then receive the Lord Jesus Christ. Because that's the way. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. And no man comes to the Father but by me. And he put an introduction out to our family right there. And we're on trial. And we're, we're in a test right there. And God lays out a foundation. And our family members that were lost, they begin to raise their hands. I want to be with that baby. I want to be with that baby. I want to know the Lord that he knows, the God that he's with. And salvation came into our lives through a child that we were after. It wasn't the way we thought it would be. We got excited because we were gaining ground. But in a loss, what do you do? It looks like things had backfired. And, and I find, that, again, that the Lord, he begins to take us into an area that, that, that's going to turn to a testimony. Could you hang with me for, for, for a little bit as, as we read some, some, some of, the, of, the, of the word about a test? And, and I felt like, like that we wouldn't struggle with it. But I believe so much that, that the Lord was speaking about a test here that, that there would become out of the test comes a testimony guys and girls there's a testimony Ames when you came down here God brought you down here and you've have touched lives I mean you took out of your time and it's been a long weekend but thank you guys for coming thank you for for what's been invested you took time to learn something but it's not just something it's an anointing that God's taking just as Pastor Keith was saying just that, that you're taking a ministry outside of the rim of where you're it's comfortable at home it's comfortable where, where we can make mistakes but when you're taking it out all of a sudden there's a level of encouragement and we're just we're thankful that you guys are here as well but in Genesis 22 if, if you'll turn with me on, on your Bibles I, I believe it'll be in the, on the overhead as well or behind me um, we're going to look at it starting at, at verse 1. It's, it's a familiar, it, it's a familiar place in, in, in the Bible and it says and it came to pass that, that after these things that, that God did tempt Abraham. Now let's just stop at the word tempt. He tempted him. I thought the devil, he's the only one that tempts anybody. But he said, God tempted Abraham. And that word to tempt means to assay. You know, it's like if you found gold, you might take it to, to the assayer. I might say it wrong, forgive me. But they're going to prove it out and test it and see what purity it is. But, but that word, God's going to tempt, it also means to prove. And like I said, to tempt. And also to try. And also one of these strange words, it says adventure. How can, how can you get adventure out of a test and out of a trial? Well, this man, he's about to step into an adventure that it's, it's, it's a long term. I mean, it, it's, God's giving him a word, and this isn't going to just be a three-second test and it's over. We, we, take a, we take an hour test and it's over, but this is going to go on for some days. 
because God's going to give him a word, and he's going to hold on to it. And here's the word. God did tempt him or tested him, and he said, Behold, here I, here I am. That's, that's Abraham. Here I am, Lord. And God's speaking to him. He's speaking to him in a way that he hears and he identifies. Verse 2. And he said, he said, Take now your son, your only son, Isaac, whom you love, and, and get into the land of the Moriah. Offer him there for a burnt offering upon one of the mountains, which I will tell you of. I don't know what his reactions are, but a burnt offering, this is my only child. Boy, Abraham rose up early in the morning. He saddled, he saddled the, the donkey. We're going to call the donkey King James as otherwise. And, but um, he says, and, and he took two of his young men with him, Isaac his son, and, and he claved the wood for the burnt offering. And he rose up, and he went into the place which God had told him. Then on the third day, I told you this is adventure. Three days, and you're carrying a trial. You're going to make an offering. You're going to go to a mountain. All, all this time, you've got reasoning, why not? Why go through it? I mean, anything. The enemy can test you, pull out. But he trusts God. To, to trust God when I don't see it, I've got a word. And he says, trust him. And the third day, Abraham, he lifted up his eyes, and he saw the place afar off. And Abraham said unto his young men, abide here, abide here, again, we're going to say the donkey, and the lad and I will go yonder and will worship and will come again to you. Abraham, he took the wood of the burnt offering, and he laid it upon Isaac, his son, and he took the fire in his hand and a knife, and they went both of them together, Isaac, I love the picture of the young man. Isaac speaks to his daddy, Abraham, his father, and said, My father, he said, Here, my son. He said, And he said, He said, Behold the fire. I see the fire. I see the fire and the wood. But where is the lamb for a burnt offering? And Abraham said, My son, God will provide himself a lamb for a burnt offering. So they went, both of them together, and they came to the place which God had told him of. And Abraham built an altar there, and he laid the wood in order, bound Isaac, tied him up, bound Isaac, his son, and he laid him on the altar upon the wood. Abraham stretched forth his hand, took the knife to slay his son. And the angel of the Lord called unto him out of heaven. And he said, Abraham, Abraham. And he said, here I am. He said, here am I. And he said, lay not your hand upon the lad, neither do thou anything unto him, for now I know. Can we just stop for a minute? God's speaking from heaven. Here's a voice, and he says, now I know. He started out, he said, I'm going to prove him. I'm going to test the man. I'm going to test him with this child. Here's a testing that's going to take place. And God's speaking. He said, now I know. He said, now I know that thou fearest God, seeing that thou hast withheld your son. You've withheld. He said, that thou hast not withheld thy son, thy only son from me. And Abraham lifted his eyes, and he looked, and behold, behind him, behind him. That's important because what's in front of him is his son. God's taking something behind him. And he said, behind him, a ram is caught in the thicket by the horns. And Abraham went and he took the ram and he offered him for a burnt offering in the stead of his son. And Abraham called on the name of that place Jehovah Jireh, as it is said to this day, in the mount of the Lord it shall be seen. Excuse me. In the mountain of the Lord it shall be seen. 
Guys, there's times when I've taken off to a mountain because I couldn't see what the next day was going to bring. There's times I've ministered in places, and I said, I'm going to the highest place. Where is it? I was in, I was in Alabama. And I said, I, I've got to hear from God. And, and this scripture, it rings out to me over and over because he said, in the mountain, in the mountain, there I'll see. That man, he saw God move. And I've gone to the mountain. I've been to the place to where there's been a test because in the test right there, I've got to hear. And it may not look like, I mean, I can go to the closet. I mean, I can go to a prayer place. I can go to a car. I can go somewhere. But for me, it was, it was symbolic. I'm going to the mountain, whatever it takes to get to the place. God, I just want you to hear my voice. I've got a need that's bigger than I am. I can't handle some of the needs or some of the things I feel like I'm being tested and some of the things you're asking me to do and you're calling me to do. God, I need a time of direction. I hear directions from many people, but it's like Abraham. There's a word that came in the mountain out of a test that was so strategic that God spoke said, now I know you. I know you. After the test, there's something that begins to break out. Because in the testing, you go through it. Everything, is, there's emotionals, emotions. Everything rises up. And the, in the mount, the Lord said, he said this. He said, and Abraham called on the name of the place Jehovah-Jireh. As it is said to this day, in the mount of the Lord it shall be seen. And the angel of the Lord called unto Abraham out of heaven the second time. Can you hang with me for a moment more? I, I know this is a little bit of a test, but, but, but there's conversation going on. And why, why are we reading about, about this? And yet we're living right now because there's a test that's going on for each one of us. There's a test, and out of the test comes a testimony that our God is, is not deaf. Our God does hear, and he does respond. And, and the angel of the Lord called Abraham out of heaven the second time, and he said, By myself have I sworn, saith the Lord, for because thou hast done this thing, and hast not withheld thy son, thy only son, that in blessing, can you catch this, that in blessing I'll bless you, and in multiplying I'll multiply thy seed. And in the stars of heaven, he said, is the stars of the heaven and as the sand which is upon the seashore thy seed shall possess the gate of his enemies and thy seed shall all the nations of the earth be blessed because thou hast obeyed my voice that word is after the test God speaks by a vow to him he says I'm going to bless you I'm going to bless you in multiplication beyond anything you've ever gone through. After we went through the test, there was something that God began to do with a test that was with Jackson. He took, there was a breath that was taken away from us, but there was more breath of life that was added to our family. Children that were going to walk in heaven. Families that are going to be touched. Generations that are going to be touched. He began to multiply, just like this is one man. And he said, out of that one young man, Isaac, he said, he's the promise. But out of that promise, son, he said, I'm going to cause your seed. He couldn't have children. He's the promise. He said, I'm going to multiply it beyond the sand, beyond the seashore, beyond the stars. He said, I'm going to do miracles in front of you. It's beyond what you see. And what I saw was after the test, the Lord said, I'm going to bless you. And there's been a test that's going on here. You didn't have to say it. The Lord began to literally just to say, I'm fashioning you. It's like when the potter, when the Lord takes the prophet down to the potter, he sees what's been marred, what's been broken, but yet he sees, he puts his hands back in because he's going to make a new vessel. 
part of, of, of going to the potter's house is that once the vessel's been formed out of the clay, it goes to the fire. And out of the fire comes a vessel, and I believe a vessel of honor. Fire can break you. Fire, it just doesn't necessarily seem like it can make you. But sometimes there's a fiery trial that's like, God, I feel like I'm getting broke to pieces right there. Can you hang with me to John chapter 6, and we're going to start at verse 2. Uh, again, just, just a, a, another turn just a little farther if, if you're hanging with me. And, and, and there's, there's another word that's going to come, and this is Jesus. Jesus is also, he's in a place of a mountain. We, we got a little bit of mountain story right here. Guys in North Carolina, are you guys anywhere near the mountains? Are you? About halfway? Close enough that you can get there. Two hours, close enough, you can get there. We can too. But sometimes the Lord, he's going to take us from the flatlands to the mountains. I find, we find it interesting. We live on the beach, and, and, and summertime for us, and it's like for many of us, we want to go up to the mountains, and the people in the mountains want to come to the coast. And it's like, like yeah, there, there's something about the mountains. But the Lord, he's taking us, I believe, to a mountain in, in our flatlands right here. I want to take you to the mountain of the Lord. I want to take you to a place to where there's something I'm going to do in the mountain. In chapter 6 of John, and again, let's, let's look at, at verse 2. And he said, And a great multitude followed him because they saw, because they saw his miracles, which he did on them, that, that were diseased. And Jesus went up into a what? To a North Carolina type? I don't know. I mean, he, he goes up into a mountain, and he said, and there he sat with his disciples, and the Passover, a feast of the Jews, was near. And when Jesus then lifted up his eyes, and he saw a great company that when they were coming, or which come unto him, he says to Philip, he says, and this is, I, I like the King James. She asked me, he said, do you like King James? I, I said, well, that's what I like. And he said, whence? I mean, these are funny words. He says, uh, whence, whence, whence shall we buy bread? Or how are we going to buy bread that these can eat? He's asking Philip a question, and this he said to prove him. What does that prove mean? Well, it's pretty similar to, to what the Hebrew says. This is the Greek. This is our Lord. It says it's a, it's a, it's a test. He, he, he does this to test him. Same word to assay, an assay, to, to, to examine or to tempt or to try. God will tempt? Well, we don't use that. Again, that's the devil. But, but yet he's proving him. He's proving him in a test. What are you going to do? So he asked him, he said, how are we going to buy bread? When, how are we going, verse 5, the last part, where, where shall we buy bread that these may eat? And this he said to prove him, for he himself, this is Jesus, he himself knew what he's going to do. He knew what he would do. Philip answers him in a realm of the natural. He said, 200 penny worth of bread, it's not sufficient for these, that every one of them may take a little but one of his disciples, Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, says to him, he said, there's a lad here which has two barley loaves, a lad being, being a young man. He's got two barley loaves. I think he might have been looking in his lunchbox. Maybe he was hungry. But, but he sees this. I, I, I believe it was the child's offering that, Lord, can you use this? He said, there's a lad here that has five barley loaves, two small fishes, but what are they among so many? And Jesus said, make the men sit down. Now there was much grass in, in, this, in the place. So the men, they sat down in the number about 5,000. We've only got a couple fish, guys. We've only got a little bit of bread. What's this and all of this? We don't have enough money. Here's the testing. But Jesus already knows what he's going to do. 
Jesus took the loaves, and when he had given thanks, he distributed it to the disciples and the disciples to them that were sat down. Jesus begins to give that which is in his hands that the child had. He blesses the Father. He breaks it. He gives it to the disciples. Now it's in their hands. There's a multiplication that's beginning to take place out of our Lord's hands because he already knows what he's going to do. He puts it in their hands. They begin to see multiplication break out in front of them. And likewise, of the fishes, as much as they would. That's the last part of verse 11. There's a breakout taking place. It's miraculous because Jesus wants to take what's small and he wants to not just instigate a test but he wants to provoke us to believe God that when there's a blessing that God isn't short on his blessing but yet we're tested, we're proven on all sides, we're surrounded we've got battles going on our right hand and we don't see any answer and the Lord calls us, he said rely upon me, verse 12 and he said when they were filled they ate all they want. He said unto his disciples, he said, gather up the fragments that remain, that nothing be lost. Therefore they gathered them together, and they filled 12 baskets. Each 12, each disciple who passed out, broke out, they had a breakout. There's more. Jesus doesn't let it go to the ground. He doesn't let it go to waste. He wants to see. He wants to show you. He said, there's enough to bless. There's over and above. There's an abundance over and above. You took that which is small let me break it out let me trust me for when there's nothing well let me break it out for you and they take up 12 baskets with the fragments of the five barley loaves which remained over and above over and above unto them that had eaten they're already filled. God's doing an abundance. It's like rain. When it comes, sometimes we have just the right amount. Sometimes it's more than enough. But yet, when you got your seed in the ground, it's something powerful because we need the rain to break the drought. God's breaking a drought of unbelief. And it looks like, God, we're in a turmoil. I don't see an answer. And God's sending rain when there's no rain. Answer where there's no answer. There's an answer in, in the house. It's, it's like, God, I, I can't see today. And God said, can you trust me for tomorrow? Can you trust me when there's no bread on your table. Nobody's coming to my house. I'm not a guy that's going to go back. I mean, I'm not going to go take, take something from somebody. I work for what I've got. I mean, we've been taught, you know, raise up by our bootstraps. Do it yourself. We're men. I mean, it's, it seems so times it's, it's that part of, of listen, I'm not going to beg. I'm, I'm not going to do this, but I'm going to work for what I've got. And yet when you don't have and the doors are shut, what do you do then? Sometimes the Lord's taken us to the bottom to where it's like, God, the only thing I could do was look up. My son, my son, he's, Chad, man, he's, he's, he's a big guy, works out a lot of weight. I mean, it's like, shh, big guy, goes in, and, and, and he's, the kids have, have a, little, a little toy. I mean, it's just, it's nothing. And he said, Daddy said, I just reached down to pull it, and he said, and my back went out. I mean, it's like, what's this? I mean, you're a guy working massive weights right there. You push this, this car, and all of a sudden, he's down. And it's not just one week. He's going into the second week. And it's like, my provision's taken away. It's, it's, it looks like, like, like my physical body is taken back. What do I do? I'm on my back. I'm hurting in pain, and I can't get it fixed. I mean, I've gone to the chiropractor, I've done this, I've done that, and I've done this, but yet it's happening. We saw this happening around our church right there. Young men, all of a sudden, they're getting hit in their backs, and it's like, God, what's going on in the house? Why, why, why is stuff going on in the back, in, in the house? These are young men who, who simply, some reach down, got a briefcase, boom, next thing you know, is back out. 
I mean, it's, it's like, this isn't so, but it is. It's happening in our house. We got a battle going on, and the Lord's teaching us how to fight. I mean, I, I, I learned, you know, early on. I mean, I remember one, one of the older guys, he was a, he, he, was, he was a bad guy. I mean, me and a buddy, man, we're, we're just, I mean, we were buddies, you know. We're, we're, we're playing tag football one-on-one right there. He's the quarterback. He said, he pushed you the last time. He said, next time he pushes you like that, he said, you boil your fist up and you just bust him in the chops, man. And it's like, man, that's the thing I did. It's, it's like, push me. Next thing, I got provoked. I mean, I don't know the Lord. I'm just, next thing, I had to, bam. I mean, I hit the guy, bust his nose. Next thing, we're on the ground. And, man, we're just, we're having a fight. It's like, but there's a different kind of fight. There's a battle that's spiritual. And it's like, if I, if I could fight it, I, I could see it. I could touch it. But some things, if, 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 I could, if I can't see it, what do I do? How do I deal with this rim that's supernatural? How do I deal with this rim? And the Lord said, trust me, I am alive. I, I, I find again that the Lord takes, that is stirring me right there. There's another place. I, I believe that, that we see a test. We see approving, but, but could you hang with me as well to go to Malachi? In Malachi, the third chapter, again, it, it's, it's familiar, but, but there's a testing and approving ground that comes once again in chapter 3, verse 8. And he says this, he says, Will a man rob God? Yet you've robbed me. But, but you say, how have, how have we robbed you? In tithes and in offerings? He said, you're cursed with a curse. If you've got a curse on you right there, it's like, God, what do I do? There's people that looks like generation to generation to generation. You'll see things that have fallen because nobody taught them how to break curses. But God's telling them, this nation, nation of Israel, you are cursed with a curse. For you have robbed me, even this whole nation, bring ye all the tithes into the storehouse, that there may be meat in my house, and prove me. What? He said, prove me. What does it mean to prove? I'm glad you asked. It means to examine. Same word, to test. To test God. To examine God. To investigate, let's investigate this thing. Let's let's prove this out. It, it's it's like it's a trial to try to trial try God. He says, try me, prove me, test me. It, it's it's like in this. He said, bring all the ties into the storehouse that there may be meat in my house and prove me, test me, test me now. Here, with saith the Lord of hosts, if I will not open you the windows of heaven. And pour you out a what? A blessing that there shall not be room enough to receive it. And I, our Father, I will rebuke the devourer for your sakes. And he shall not destroy the fruits of your ground. Neither shall your vine cast her fruit before the time of the, in the field, saith the Lord of hosts. And all nations shall call you blessed, for you shall be a delightsome land, saith the Lord of hosts. I felt this last part was so significant that God was going to do something that was so huge here in Providence. The Lord was going to take you into areas of nations that nations were going to begin saying that where you guys live at, there's a blessing here and, and, and it can't be touched. Your land's blessed. You're blessed. And the blessing came and there's a testimony. There's a testimony to where God, what I earned, I said, that church, it's got enough. 
I mean, look at it. It's a house. They got lights on. They got it. But we got to take care of our own house. And the Lord said, will you test me? Will you prove me? He said, when you bring the tithe into the storehouse, that's to the house of the Lord. I, I don't need it. Okay, I mean, I appreciate, I appreciate the, the love offering for, for us. But, but what's needed is not for me. What's needed is for the house, for you, for your family, for your generation, is that we prove God, we tested God, and we begin to see a breakout because he said he'd rebuke the devourer. He said, when you do this, he said, you're not, you're not at the club. He said, you're not playing. He said, this isn't the gathering club right there. He said, you can go outside. You can go, you can go into spectator sports. You can go pay. You can go do that. You can go to your country club. This is not a country club. This is where we gather together to worship God. And God says, he says, watch what I'm going to do. I want to show you. He said, there's a breakout coming in your city. There's a breakout coming in your houses. There's a breakout coming in your homes. Testing, proving 101. And he said, I'm going to prove you whenever it looks like like it's upside down. I'm going to turn it right side out. It's like, God, I'm inside out. God, I'm behind. I'm back. It's like out of bounds. It takes everything. We hear these words. It takes everything I've got. And it's like when you took everything you had and you said, God, this is mine. It's like Abraham. Everything I've got is my son. And you want everything I've got? God, are, are, are you bad that you want it? He said, I wanted to know your heart, Abraham. And after that, he blesses him. He said, I'm going to multiply your seed. He only had one and he couldn't have that son in his own strength. God gave him that son. God healed his family. God healed him. And out of one, he begins to multiply. God's doing something supernatural here and even now. Like Gideon. God, you're going to do it with just us? Is it just us? Or are there more that are with us than that are against us? I believe that we came to this proven grounds, not for, that God needed a test, but that you might rejoice that God brought an answer where there was no answer. That he came to deliver where there was nothing and didn't make sense in the natural. He said, but I'm, I am. And it's like, well, how does that fit in, in the scope of life? He said, I am. I mean, we, we see Moses. Who am I going to say you are? I, I need some backup, God. Who are you? I am. I am that I am. And everything that our God is in the battles and on the front lines, he is I am. He doesn't change. He hasn't changed. Even as, as we see Abraham, and he says he is Jehovah Jireh. He's my provider. He's my provider. And, and when you begin to see, God, you have. You, you've done a rim. Scripture says, it says the eye is not seen, the ear is not heard, nor entered into the heart of man. The things, I look at things, that God has prepared for those that love him. Uh, he can take care of your things. Your, your socks wore out, your school books that you need, your education. He can take care of, of your stuff. I can take care of your fuel. I can take care of your economy, but let me take care of your faith. Trust me. I can't see it. That's your deal. That's right. You're looking in the natural, but I want you to look at where I am. I am in heaven. The Bible says that his feet are upon the earth. It's his footstool. He oversees. He doesn't just oversee. He loves us enough that he overshadows us to send his only son. I love the covenant of our father that our Lord Jesus had to trust his father in death that he would bring life. We see a, a weightiness that it's, it's over, over the top, but we see the triumph victory of our Lord Jesus Christ. What a powerful day that you can stand up and you don't have to run away. But, but he said, I'm going to fight this battle for you. This one's mine, guys. 
We talked about it with the ladies as we gathered with them out there. There's something about worship whenever he takes, he takes Jehoshaphat. And they got an army that's invading them. It's going to take them out. And he says, bring worship to the front lines. It doesn't make sense. You've got to hear God. And God, what do we do for our time of our life? What do we do? And that same encouraging word that the Lord gave me. He said, Johnny, said, don't stop where Jackson is. He said, though you didn't see it, he's with me. He said, I'm doing a bigger picture than what you can see. He said, but I've charged you. He said, go again. Go again. Go again. Don't let your faith stop. Go again. It may look like you got run over, backed up. It may look like, God, we, we just got stomped. But there's something powerful when his children stand up. And he doesn't put an age limit, both young and old. The same faith, it's given to each one of us. Each man and each woman, young and old, we've all been given a measure of faith. It's enough. It's enough to move mountains. Let's bow our heads right now before the Lord. You've been gracious to, to, to sit, but now it's a time to stand in the realm of the Spirit of God. It's a, time, it's a time to believe God in the battles that they do belong to Him, and He's brought us into it. We've been tested on all sides, all sides around us. We've been through testing, proving. It looks like God, the enemy's taking it out. It's like things are, are breaking down. We've had car breakdown. We've had plumbing breakdown. We've had issues on the outside, issues on the inside. And the Lord said, remember me. Remember the Lord thy God. And I saw us bringing the trust before God. God, I trust you. God, I trust you. It starts like a step like Peter. I'm safe in my boat, but there's something about our Lord where he stands in water that's not natural. And Peter says a word. He said, I want to walk where you walk. Walk. If that's you, then call me out on the waters. And Jesus says, come. I believe that the Lord's calling us into that realm to where heaven is. It's not the things that I can stand on, but it's a realm that's supernatural. It's beyond me. God, my money, this is all I have. This is what I, I'm not asking for all you have. I'm just saying what the Word says, the Word says. God says, prove me, test me, and see if I will not rebuke the devourer. I'll take him out. I'll take him out. I'll take that devourer. I'll take him out. And I believe him. I believe you, God. I'm taking a step, and my step, it might be small, but I'm not going back in that boat. I'm coming where you're coming. I'm standing where you're standing, and I'm asking for mercy, and I'm asking for help. God, I haven't believed in this realm before, but your word's telling me to go lay hands on the sick and declare that they'll recover. Your word says go again a second time. When you speak to Elijah and they tell the king there's rain coming, and he doesn't see it until six times going up, his face is on the ground, and you keep giving him a word. Tell your servant, go again at the top of the mountain and look. Go again a second time, a third time. Go again a third time, a fourth time, a fifth time. Go again a sixth time. And on the seventh time, he sees a cloud. He sees a cloud beginning to come up out of the waters that looks like the shape of a hand. It looks like the shape of a hand. He said, go tell the king. Go tell the king. The rain's coming. There's a breaking of a famine. There's a breaking when we begin to climb up. We may not see it. We may have heard a prophetic word. He's got a prophetic word to the king. Go tell the king. Go tell the king the rain's coming right there. But yet he begins to fight for what he's heard. It's time for us to fight for what we've heard. God, we stand. In you we live. In you we have our being. In Sweden, I have a place and I'll finalize with this. In Sweden, I walked out and I've been ministering overseas. That was this year here in, in, in the late summer. 
And I take a break, and I'm walking in the countryside. I've never been there before, and I'm walking. I have a time, and I'm walking out in the country. It's just a beautiful road to walk on. And as I'm walking out there, I felt that I sensed the Lord. He said, I want you to turn down this road. So I was walking on the country road right there, and there was little traffic on it, and I was enjoying the walk. I just wanted to get outside because I've been inside long enough. I just wanted to go for a walk, and I felt the Lord begin to speak to me. That conversation, how he speaks to you, it's whether you sense it, feel it, or hear it, or see him. However he speaks, go for it. But, but I felt this coaxing of, of the Lord. He said, I want you to go down this dirt road. And there was a dirt road that broke off on a pathway. And as it broke out on this pathway, I, I walked up to the top of the hill. It was kind of like the highest spot. Went to the mouth, and I came down to where he said, now I want you to take this road. It's the road that's least traveled. Nobody was traveling on this dirt road. And I walked down this road, and as, as soon as I stepped off the pavement, I saw these piece, pieces of puzzle. Somebody had taken this old puzzle and had discarded the puzzle. And now, now this puzzle for you, it's like, well, that's just trash. Somebody just got rid of their trash. But to me, God began to speak because one of the ways the Lord identifies his prophetic words, he said, I want you to tell people about, about how, how sometimes the word's received. And, and, and throughout the years, I've, the Lord gave me a picture, and it was like a puzzle. And I would speak to people, and I'd ask people, I mean, throughout the nations, how many of you put together a puzzle? And it's, it's pretty unanimous that at a, core, at a point in time, most people at a point, they, they, they've seen it or, or they've touched a puzzle, but, and they're putting the piece together. Now, my grandparents didn't, and I used to beat the piece when it didn't fit. I tried to make it happen. But, but whenever the puzzle fits, it just, it just slides in, and it depicts a part of the picture. And the, Lord, and the Lord spoke to me. He said, tell him, he said, this is like a prophetic word. He said, There's, it's, a, it's a part. It's not the whole picture. You've got the picture right here, but this is, is a piece of the puzzle. And he said, when the piece of the puzzle goes in and it fits in, it says, like the prophetic word, he said, it will illustrate that part of the picture. And it will go in easy. It'll fit. You don't have to try to make it happen. So, so I had illustrated that for a long time. And when I saw this, I felt like every piece was so important that it had been thrown away. I'm out, I'm out in another nation, and I'm walking with God, and not just to stretch my legs, but, but there's some things I want to hear. And as he took me down the road that was least traveled, and I saw this puzzle that had been thrown out, it was weathered, it was torn, it had been through the rain, and I felt like, get every piece you can find. And I'm gathering up these pieces. I'm looking around this radius, and I'm picking up all these little pieces of worn, tattered, tattered puzzles because I felt like the Lord had said, he said, there's people that had words. They had words in their lives. They had prophetic words. They had words in their lives spoken over them, but they didn't see it come to pass from the season. It was fresh in the beginning. They had a clear picture. But over the season, they couldn't see it anymore, and they threw it away. And I felt like the Lord said, go pick up the pieces. He said, go pick up the pieces because I'm giving vision for my people. I'm giving my word. And what didn't fit, it fit for me. Every piece was precious. Pick up, don't let anything fall to the ground. Remember when Jesus did a miracle for the disciples? He put it in their hands and there was a breakout. Guys, there's a breakout coming to your own homes. Listen, 
Guys, when you get back home, there's a breakout coming for you guys. For each one of us, there's breakouts in our own houses because your prayers are not silent. God does hear. He does answer. There's a breakout coming. Write down whatever's on your heart. If there's a need for your family, if there's a need for you, begin to write it down. It doesn't matter how big it is. Lord spoke a word to me. He said, son, he said, your big isn't big. Your big isn't big. He said, no matter how big you get, you're big and big. He said, no matter how big your problem is, he said, your big isn't big, but I am. You got to take care of your big problems. He'll take care of your little problems. He'll take care of it. There's a breakout coming. I believe that. I believe that there's a breakout here. God, you gave us a testimony of your word, and it fits. I might not see it all but it fits. What looks like it's lost, we're picking it back up. Father, I thank you again for this company of believers, Father God, that does damage in the enemy's in the enemy's sight. Father, I thank you that there's a threat in the enemy's camp for this generation that's standing up for you, provoked by the living God. Father, I thank you for the suddenly here at Providence. I thank you that there is providence that you will provoke us to stand in the name of Lord Jesus Christ. Father, I thank you, Lord, that you're one who binds the enemy and, Father God, and sets the captives free. Lord, would you loose us as a company of people that would stand. Though there's been a testing and a trial, I thank you, Father God, that you stand and we rejoice in you, the living God. Father, you said that these are accelerated times. Father God, accelerate us into your presence. I ask, Father God, that you would bless your children and that there would be nothing that was left on the ground but the blessing that they would be full and that they would rejoice in you. Amen. 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 Well, as, as Pastor Keith said, we want to transition, and, and, and if, if, if you need to, to leave or, or however, I mean, I'm not trying to dismiss, but if you'd like a word, you know, if, if, if I've ministered to you already, as Pastor Keith said, we're, we're, we're just going to rejoice in, in, in that that you've gotten, if, if you will, and, and do battle with it, warfare with it, you know, read it again, write it out if you can, and, and prove it and test it. You're going to see more that's written than, than oftentimes than what you hear. But, but if, if there are those that, that would like ministry as well prophetically, then as Pastor Keith said, just why don't you come take, take the, the, front, the front lines right here if, if you'd like it. And those that are here on the front lines, we'll, we'll minister to you guys and, um, you know, prophetically if you'd like. And, and, but there's a freedom to, to go, stretch your legs. And, and, um, but I want to encourage you again to stand. Does that word, does it hit or resonate in, in any kind of way with a test? And, and not that we just, I mean, sometimes there's a school test. And it's big enough. But, but, but you know what? There's a school test that we're passing, and the Lord's getting, bringing us into an upgrade. <laughs> it's an upgrade, guys. It's an upgrade. It, it may be like, like a runner. It's like Zach, our, our youngest. He just ran, ran, ran a 5K. He said, you know, he said, I've been doing really good. He said, it's been flat ground. But doggone it, they put hills in there. <laughs> you know, and it's like sometimes it just backs up when they when didn't expect the hill. It was okay on the flat ground. Downhill's even better. <laughs> But, um, you know, sometimes it's just like, like God strengthen us in the trial. But, uh, but, but the Lord strengthen you.